If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by the only razor designed for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin, Bevel. There's a black man out there and he's doing big ass things. His name is Tristan Walker, black businessman with a black ass upkeep that's going to just keep you up with a sexy ass razor. Go on ahead and get the Bevel. You know we give you a little discount if you use the code FRIENDZONE. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. Log on to getbevel.com use code friendzone and you'll get 20 oh damn it's friendzone free they changed it it's friendzone free well ladies and gentlemen i guess that means you're getting a, a free month this time so instead of getting 20 percent off so go on ahead and log on again to g-t-b-e-v-e-l.com and use promo code friendzone free at the checkout this week's episode is brought to you by our newest sponsor mac weldon you want some comfortable ass underwear, t-shirts, socks? Go on ahead, lock on, log on to Mac Weldon. That's M A C K W E L D O N dot com, and use promo code FRIENDZONE, and you'll get twenty percent off your first order. I've been telling you this shit is comfortable, and for those of y'all that are gonna have issues this summer with odor and things, they have a special line designed to eliminate those odors for you. Log on, use that code, and you're gonna get twenty percent off. That's M A C K W E L D O N dot com, and use code FRIENDZONE to get twenty percent off your first order. Let's start the show. Welcome to the friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. I'm in the zone. What you laughing at? What you laughing at? Why you smiling, nigga? I ain't doing shit, but my pocket's getting bigger. I drop figures. I pull triggers. <laughs> They got fake dicks. They getting bigger. What's oh, up? No. Dick transplant. <laughs> get the pussy wet. I'm the talking shit tonight. Game. You know I'm about to get nasty. Sometimes a little trashy. But this is my show, so let my black ass act classy. Yo, welcome to the friend Come zone. On. <laughs> Come on. Welcome to the friend zone, baby. Welcome. What's up, y'all? I gave you a solo dolo there because I'm just sitting up here sipping on this douce. Get you a piece. Speaking of douce. Mm. <laughs> oh, damn for a second. When you, when you did say. that, mm, I thought Fran was about to rap. I was like, what? He's like, speaking of do say, mm. I was like, oh shit, speaking of do say, let me talk about my. No, I'm just That would never come out of Fran's Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, welcome to the Friend Zone, <laughs> where that would not happen, unfortunately, because that would be entertaining as fuck. Before we get started, let's go ahead and introduce our special guest here. Oh. We have Mr. Tax, Tax Stone. Tax the tax without the wax, tax on the wax, tax that likes to relax. <laughs> tax season. Tax We're season. Shaking, beloved. How's everything? <laughs> everything is great, man. Thank you for the do say. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, I always appreciate sharing con things for one's liver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for one's liver. That's, that's like a ritual, though, right? You know how, like, cultures and shit, like, Africans and, and you know, like that, they got rituals. Yeah. That's a black people man ritual though you bring yeah. a bottle of brown liquor and you share it yeah, amongst cognac you know, you, know, yeah. we, you know we got that from 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 um what's that shit called vietnam really yeah going to vietnam the asians over there was heavy on cognac and you know motherfuckers needed something to suppress all those fears <laughs> things they was going through mm. so we started dabbling in cognac assumption and then a marie came <laughs> That's how we got A. Marie. A. Marie came. <laughs> oh, my God. She was birthed out That's of how we got A. Marie and shit. So shout out to Cognac in Vietnam, yeah. nigga. Wow. Shout out to the Viet Cong. This is right. Every time I look Jody at you. Jody Wiley and shit. Ain't she something like that, too? Who else look like that? Like a look cat. Like who, else look, who else look like that? Tierra Marie ass. She might have been Tierra a little Marie. A uh, grandchild, a descendant Tierra or something. She had no daddy around when she was growing up. Yeah. Raising hell in L.A. She's selling out blazers. Still bad. 56 years old. And can cook. You know, Tierra should be good. That's one thing about it. Do it, though? Yeah. I don't know, though. You know, after she got that life on and stuff, you know, she be looking real brand new. Like, she ain't trying to cook and shit. She like, cook. Oh, I'm, a, I'm an Instagram chick again. I don't got to do all that. She got that lipo so she can cook in, like, like she got a Nike big workout back, clothes. She? <laughs> she, got <a> big <laughs> she, got, she got a big back. <laughs> you oh. know, I was mixing Anne Marie up with Tiara Marie. Uh, <laughs> so you just so I was like she That's 50, a hell of a mix up Tiara Marie I said oh no Not Tiara You talking about Big back Marie <laughs> Her yeah Bless her soul <laughs> You said her yeah. You call her Big back Marie I like her Her back so big Like I don't know If it's TV <laughs> I don't know if it's TV, because TV do add shit, you know what I mean? But her back is so wide, it's like... Tierra Marie? Yeah. Is it because you only see her back in them blazers? I don't know, Them blazers. hers. Did yeah. she actually wear she, those on the show? She to take some fat out that back and put it in her ass. <laughs> she did. I think she know, she know her back big. She got lipo. That's why she did that shit. Because remember, she got full she got body. She got lipo on her shoulder blades. She got full body. <laughs> For those of y'all that are not familiar with tax, te- well, before we get into some bullshit, right, because yeah. it, well, this is already the bullshit, what do you <laughs> want people, our listeners to know about you? Before we get started, because we already are about to just right, lose who track. Is, who is Tax Stone? How you doing? I'm a Leo, and uh, <laughs> you know, I enjoy long walks on the beach. What's you your know, soul number? What's your, your life path number? And, uh, That's what they want to know. getting to know you. No, no, no. My name's Tax Stone. I'm a, um, I have a podcast also called Tax Season. Um, shout out to uh, Loudspeakers Network. Um, hey, 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 family! Shout out to Christopher, Christopher Morrow, and um, Reggie Osei. Yes, the Haitian man. And, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I have a podcast, and I like to um crack jokes, and I have ADD, and I tweet all day. So if you like tweets, go on Twitter because I tweet all fucking day because I can't sleep. What's your Twitter text? Um, Tax Stone. Follow yeah. me. That's your IG too. Yeah, everything is tax stone. My Snapchat, my Instagram, my Facebook. I've just been on Facebook offending so many grandmothers lately. Yeah, that's where they at. All oh, the people that man. get mad is on Facebook, yeah, dog. They there. Yeah, yeah, you're they plenty there. of fish. So tax the same stone. way I talk on Twitter, 
I talk on Facebook. Oh, man. People be like, this ain't for Facebook. Yeah. You know, my grandmother, a whole bunch of people on it. They know me. They know how I talk. So they like. <laughs> oh, my God. Taxes, grandmother. <laughs> I used to feel some kind of way about, mm-hmm. like, being respectful in front of older people and shit. And a part of me still does. Like, I don't cuss in front of old people, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't even cuss in front of my parents like that. They in their 60s, right? Mm-hmm. But then another part of me be like, but y'all ass started it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Somewhere along the line, somebody made them words up. Somebody knew to make shit a noun, mm-hmm. you know, a verb. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It could it could do all kinds of things. So somebody started it. So I don't really feel, you know, that obligation to, you know, dumb it down. You know yeah, I feel the same way. I'd be like, that motherfucker groaning at me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> True. They've been around longer. But, is, your, but, is your plenty of fish text on too? Plenty, <laughs> plenty of fish. I Yo, just Christian found Mingo. out what Christian that was Mingo. recently. I'm not on none of them sites. Like, I'm not looking for no love. You like, never been on Tinder? Nah. Mm, I heard about it. I don't know about none of that stuff. Soul swipe and soul stuff. swipe. Is that, that mean it's a new to one? The, that is mean that the is, black Tinder? That mean you open the black you unlock your phone to the beat. Soul swipe. That's the black planet. Some version. girl. She was like, I've been talking to this guy from Soul Swipe. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, yo? What are you doing with yourself? I want more for us. You know what I mean? <laughs> for real. I die every time you tweet that. <laughs> Look, every time you say Tex shit like that. Tex will go on his rant and then he'll be like, I want, I say, no, he goes, I say that to say this. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. it's almost like, I say that to say <laughs> this. this. And it's like, all right, here we are. We, we right back. Gucci, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the more important things in life. Can, can I tell people the first time that I met you? Yeah, where you met me at? At fucking um, Webster Hall. Oh shit! Yeah, Naima, Naima Supreme. Shit. Yep, Naima Supreme was performing. I got performing. jumped by, by some dyke women. Right? Damn! It felt like it was the weirdest shit. I remember <laughs> Alex, Kifri's manager. Shout out to her. I remember being back there. She was like, "Yo, this is Tax. Blah blah. Nice to meet you." I go out on stage. I introduce the next act. This fool comes out on stage. Well, it's like niggas on top of niggas pouring out onto the stage, like just going and going. And Tax was one of them. And it was a lesbian night, or it was a lesbian event because uh, Sai was there. Rapping her ass oh, off, yeah. and they were all just ready for her to come out. Big gangster. And I don't know how it started. Did somebody jump on the stage? Did you look out? Nah, you know what happened? Um, <laughs> like I already before before I um I originally went on that side of the stage. Manolo Rose and them was performing, and mm-hmm. like a lot of his entourage seen me, so they was like calling me to the stage. I was like giving them a pound from the stage. So I guess they hands was hitting the girls, the, the the aggressive women, and they was like they turned around like looking at me like like your man's. I'm like if y'all don't get the fuck out of here, like I laughed at them and like started walking away. They had me in a circle and was pushing me like six what? six chicks Wait, like this, <laughs> and I was in a circle. Just, this really happened. Like no. I'm like what the fuck, and I ain't want to hit. Them, I'm yeah. like, I don't want to hit them like they still women, yeah. you, even though they got cornrows and they look tough. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I don't want to hit them, but then it, it like ended and I just walked away like this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole night, potato I was on the edge, <laughs> I was on edge for them now. So I'm like watching them, I'm like, these chicks that was too aggressive for me. Like, I've calmed down a lot, like that could have turned into something else, like, you know what I mean? Right. So I was like, yo, this is crazy. So then I went to the side of the stage, <laughs> I can't believe that. Happened. Um, yo. when Naima Supreme was performing, I went to go taper. And somebody pushed me mad hard, like in the back of my head, like my neck jerked all of that. I was like, what oh, the hell fuck? No, man. So I turned around and I seen a chick and she was looking at me like, I said, oh no, it's over. And I like literally Jazzy Jephthah. Yeah, I threw her ass out the front door. Yeah, like right off the stage, like by the back of her belt. Like, and I just turned around and proceeded to take the shit and 
I think I had three I seconds up. I, I just felt. Tripped. I just felt some shit hit me. I don't know what it was. I was like, boop. I was like, what the fuck? And I like started going down and like, I t- I looked up. It was some big ass motherfucking nigga. He like hit me from behind. Yeah. So like I was dazed and my man like knocked him out and shit. And then we beat them niggas up or whatever. But I ain't want to do that shit, man. It was just a misunderstanding. Yeah. And the yeah. the, the thing, was, you know what was sad about it stone. was the Ladies girl that I threw off the stage knew me. She was looking at me to be like, yo, Tax, what's up? It was the girl next to her that did it. Oh, oh damn. No. Yeah, I felt mad bad. And then the dude that hit me knew me also. Like, these was my friend's friends. Like, I just was out eating with them. Like, and it just so happened I turned around and seen her and through her. And it was the girl next to her. And he ended up hitting me. And like, it was like, damn. Oh, man. my God. Yeah, it was like a huge wow, misunderstanding. And all that Webster Hall. That Webster yeah. Hall. Webster Hall be lit, though, man. It, Clearly. It, it was lit that night. That, that nah, shit was Saya had that out. shit lit. Yep, yeah. Saya and Naima Supreme. Yeah. She was out there Shout spitting out and Naima, dancing. Naima, beautiful ass. Yep. Right? Shout out to Naima. She Miss got a lot Alpha. of ass on um, Snapchat right now. Congratulations. She does. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Well, let's because, jump into the show. Uh, I was right? say because we getting far away from it, like we always do. Right. So <laughs> let's tra- let's start with our our recap segment. So last week's episode, we discussed vices and the bad habit. Well, I won't say bad, but you just the go to habits that we <laughs> have. Because I was gonna say, I don't know if I think <laughs> my vices. Correct it. Yeah, I it. <laughs> oh, and you know what? Before we get into the conversation about vices, uh, just really, really quickly, shout out to. Hawaii Mike and everybody over there that uh, treated myself and Dustin to a very, very awesome dinner. Dinner is dope. Man. Um, It was a a nice dinner party uh, around properly dosing, properly using cannabis and weed and THC and things of that nature to uh, get a little buzz from your dinner. So Listen to me when I tell you this truth. Can you taste it? No, no. I, I couldn't taste any any of the weed, but I could. But did you die? Right, nope. that's why I'm like, how and, did you? And, hear and a went whole to heaven. Meal? And went to heaven. Apparently, <laughs> I also want to say something about dabbing with God. I was right there with him. <laughs> I did, you know, hit the stanky leg in purgatory because they ain't know if they was gonna let me up. But <laughs> but but look, shout out to High Times Magazine. Yes, who was also at the dinner who basically featured us. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, I would like to say that, you know, and, um, you know, if if I was somebody who, <laughs> you know, point being, it's a big deal to be, you know, attached to High Times Magazine. It's a little bit of an honor. It is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Know? So I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, almost down by where I fought. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know to be in the room with High Times, to be in, to know that they are going to be there, like, even though I am not... <sighs> Yo, I told them it was like doing a Playgirl spread. It's the equivalent of like <laughs> them telling you, yo, you look so good. We want to pay you to get naked. Honestly, if Being I ever in did High it, Times Magazine is like honestly, that. That's the feeling. I don't think I've ever. I've seen the cover, um, at, you know, on the train when for you pass long, the booth. For how long? For years, right? <laughs> right. So you get the legacy here, right? <laughs> it, <laughs> almost, it. it almost makes me want to do something groundbreaking in the green industry so I can get me a full, like, feature and a shit. Me spread. too. <laughs> for real. It would, it would be like your house being on, like, Architectural Digest. Yes. Oh, my yes. goodness. It, yes. It's like that, for real. Yeah, I love funny. So I just want to quickly shout that shout out. out so about shout vices. out to Chef for Hire. Yes. You can go on Instagram and look up uh, at Chef for Hire, and that's H I G H E R. Um, or you can look up the yeah, hashtag to to Dinner is Dope. You should have you coming I mean, to man, the next one. That shit was the bomb. You got to come to the next Don't one. Don't weed events be kind of crazy? That'd be weird. White people there. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, what's up with How you? How long were y'all there? Uh, we don't know. Yeah. Oh, 
Look, they started, they started it off. They started it off with a cocktail with some with some weed infused honey and shit, and I was like, you what? know what? Yeah. They started the whole thing. It was lit. What type of sexy shit is this? Right. Weed infused honey. Was the place nice too? Was it yeah, like it was, a vibe? It was a, yeah, it was definitely a vibe. That's like, dope. And, and they had yes. it set up like real picnic style, like long table. Oh, cute. Chips, walking chips because it was a fiesta. Was it private? Like a, yeah. just yeah. a small amount yeah. of people. Yep. That's it was probably, what cute. would you say, about 25 people? Yeah, maybe 25. And shout out to the lady across from us with that shit in her teeth all night. So the first, oh. look. So, <laughs> look, oh, don't look. give me. So the first, the I first, hope she I don't care. I gave her the information for the show. I hope she I listening. I don't even care. I hope she listening because this well, is this from me to you. Look, and then she, oh, she know. She probably going to She wrong. probably still getting that shit out of her teeth. What happened was they served us some corn on a cob, right? And so she was just real eager. Wait, weed infused corn on it was, the cob? It was weed yes. butter that they put into, onto oh, the corn. On the corn. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, so okay. long. I might have and to do that a bunch of like cheese and stuff right. on top of that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> did you say barbecue? <laughs> so but she, she oh, ate that shit that. like in fast forward and then she looked at us and she was high so she started like she got chatty you know what I'm saying and so the more she talked the more I counted like god damn and I, I didn't know her like that so what was I gonna say, you say yo it. you look like you've been eating crunching much I couldn't say <laughs> shit like, I just had to like turn the other way and then I clued Asante in because I guess he I, didn't see I, it at first I saw it and I was ignoring it because you know what we had already had that conversation on the show about <laughs> Her Some, shit look ornate. About people's zippers. And I had already right. and I'd already done my due diligence. At work, this man had something in his hair. And so I was like, oh, you know, sir, uh, can I just... And he kept wiping it and putting it in there. And it was a white person, so I don't know if you touched the hair. <laughs> but I had to get it out. So I did a good deed that week. And so when I saw that in her teeth, I said, I'm just going to move right on along. She's next to Dustin. And then Dustin brought it up, so I couldn't stop laughing because we were high, so... Oh, Yo, Lord. her shit, her teeth, her teeth <laughs> look like crown molding. Like, you know how you have, like, because it was like white, it was corn. So it was like the inside part of corn. It was like white. That's so embarrassing. And then her teeth, and she kept laughing. It was That's bad. the worst. And then afterwards, you, when you see it, you're like, damn, how long have I been talking to people with this shit in my teeth? Since you ate that motherfucking corn. <laughs> I hope she found it by today, because she was gone. Like, I was like, I don't know. Yo, then I, I searched, oh. God. No, we'll talk about that part of the show. Um, <laughs> we were talking about vices last week, and I uh, saw it again. Basically, I was—I don't care. I searched the hashtag for the dinner. <laughs> it was a picture of her smiling harder than a motherfucker on the balcony. You know somebody's gonna I was see like, it. God, you know somebody's gonna see it. <laughs> it. When y'all find it, tweet it to Dustin. No. Let me know you saw it. <laughs> so last week thank, we discussed uh, vices, our go-to vices when things aren't going well, when you're not feeling well. What's your reflex? What's your uh, your default setting? <laughs> Hi. Right? And, the, you know, obviously it ranges from sex, attention, drugs, uh, liquor. So you guys. <laughs> drugs. Drugs. You guys chimed in and had a lot to share. So why don't you let me know which one you liked, Asante. You know, I just want, uh, some of you guys commended me on my bravery for just going on ahead and admitting to being a weed head. So I want to <laughs> commend, commend some of you on your bravery. Like, uh, this is Britt Taylor 1 that I see here. Britt Taylor 1, masturbating is my vice. Seriously, it relieves so much stress and helps me think better. Sometimes I can't focus on anything until I just release. I think everyone should masturbate at the, at the very least three times a week. Okay. I was that just, was honest. I was just glad that a, a woman said that, honestly. Just, right. That's true. I was going to say, that's not enough. Three times a week? You got to masturbate at least 14 times. <laughs> I mean... Twice a day? Once before sex, after sex. They say that masturbation is good for the uh, self-esteem, so... 
If you only need it three times a weekend for your for yourself, young lady, then keep doing what you're doing. Damn, right. how literal. So if you want to feel good about yourself, you have to feel masturbate. yourself <laughs> until you feel good. They say it's good for your <laughs> self-esteem. So if you want to feel good, <laughs> man, touch yourself. Touch, touch, touch your private. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn. Look at life. Look at art. Look at life. <laughs> so Look at the cycle and shit. That's photosynthesis. You are silly. Did so, something stick out special to you, friend? Yeah, Cameron on SoundCloud said, here you all talk about your vices this week really made me reflect on one of my own which I have always been hesitant to admit my personal vice escape has always been attention it sounds strange I know but whenever I'm in a depressed or sensitive state of mind I begin to crave attention the twisted part is that it's never from a close friend or a confidant but rather someone who was poisonous in my life for example, an ex whom I may have separated from or one night stand, it seems to always be a sexual partner, mainly because I love the attention they give me and I love knowing that I'm wanted. It sounds very egotistical and I pray it doesn't come off that way. But once I get what I want from them, I feel disgusted with myself and want nothing to do with them. I reflected that the reason many of us reach out to these vices or embrace them is because we know we have complete control over whether or not we let them consume us but we rather let them consume us anyway absolutely so i totally agreed with that because i actually mentioned that <laughs> on the episode where i was saying my vice i've worked on it but it's definitely like alerts on my phone like texts and you just start hitting people up and needing that range of conversation just to not think about what's going on in your life mm -hmm. so i said crushes or like people that i like and being flirty and stuff but I definitely understand the attention. So thank you, Cameron, for being honest that's about real. that. Because I don't think I don't people... see nothing wrong with it. I'm just going to say, <laughs> I don't think it's no vice. Well, that's what you were saying last week, too. I don't see too. anything wrong with what, what he's doing or what he said. She, she. Or she. Yeah. Oh, hell. And it's a girl? It's Cameron. Uh, Cameron. You know Cameron. Candace Cameron is the girl from Full House. Cameron, pretty Cameron. Cameron, Cameron. Shout out to Cameron Cole. Shout out to MTV Cameron Cole on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Cameron, Cameron, you are perfect. Cole. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing. Keep doing it. And don't <laughs> stop yourself. And Shout out to wrong. Cameron, you a hoe. Like, that's what's up. And it ain't, it ain't. <laughs> Tex, what's wrong with her want, wanting them to leave no, afterwards? I'm, jo I'm joking. That, that right. shit sounded like me. She's perfect. But, you know, <laughs> she's perfect. I'm joking, Cameron. No, but what I was saying last week when you were saying that, I, I mean, I obviously, if that's your advice, that's your advice. But it becomes a problem when you put a person on a shelf and they have actual feelings for you, though. I don't and see they, nothing wrong with that part either. But you know what? <laughs> and I don't see nothing wrong this with you like This nigga's ruthless. Tech. I don't this see nothing wrong with you like in tech. Ain't nothing wrong that with that. That feels good. No, I've gotten better, though. My, how you get more? That. No, I just don't hit anybody up. Like, they I have just to tell myself. <laughs> Boom. Now it's even better. You but, have gotten better. No, now you just press like on a picture on Instagram. Keep it moving. That's right. <laughs> That's it. Keep it moving. So what about you, Dustin? What stood out to All you? All right, so Peep Game, y'all know I do tweets that stand out to me. And this week I have two. I tried to cut it down to one, y'all. I'm sorry. I couldn't. They were too good. good. Okay, so the first tweet um, is actually about our show. <laughs> Uh, Thanks. And it is from <laughs> it is from um, Big Tit, Big T I T, wow, Big Tit, and uh, her Twitter handle is at T A H T E E A H N U A, so at Tatiana. And she says, "Cracking the fuck up at look at Dustin talking about when he was in the hospital and liked the cuffs." Quotation mark sequential compression devices. Quota oh, end wow. quota end uh, parentheses, not quotation marks. Parentheses. Mm -hmm. The curves. <laughs> 
the ones that you used to make butt cheeks when you're drawing a stick person out of, <laughs> <laughs> out of characters. Anyway, Emojis so now. on his leg. So shout out to her for telling me what they were called, right? Right, because I told the story. Tax, I told the story about when I was having surgery, and they put these things on your calves that feel like blood pressure cuffs, kind of, but not as intense. Mm-hmm. They just like contract back and forth. The shit feels amazing. <laughs> and so she listened, and she told me what they were called because mm-hmm. I called them. I called them them blood pressure things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. See, she upgraded oh, our vocab. She did. Getting better in time. That's a song by the Whispers. It just gets better in oh, time. Oh, that one too, yeah. Anyway, okay. That one's better. So, uh, the second tweet uh, is not show related, but it's good. It's from this girl on Twitter named Shannon Perkins. Her handle is at S-H-A-N underscore L-Y-N, Shan Lynn. And it says, well, I'll be damned. Sierra took a look at Dustin's advice. Right? Oh, God. Live a L.A. girl white <laughs> lifestyle. Because Sierra just signed a, like, IMG. IMG yeah. Like a huge modeling contract, right? So last year, one year ago, whatever day this was, when she five days ago, so a year and five days ago, a year and six days ago, by the time y'all hear this, I had tweeted back when my name was 99 in the 2000, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I tweeted, Dear Sierra, make urban bass-heavy music, dance in every video, and live a L.A. white girl lifestyle. Love, Dustin. And she did it. So a nigga been prophesizing for over a year and six <laughs> days. Word up. She been doing that. That's why she's fucked no, up No, she now. ain't. She has not been making bass-heavy urban music. Well, she's, she's been trying, trying to, to make pop LA song. lifestyle. She's one, that's one out of three. We need three out of three for completion. Y'all are funny. So this week... <laughs> Thank you. Right? We wanted to talk about this documentary that we saw on Netflix called The Mask You Live In. And it's basically about boys and young men who struggle to stay true to themselves while negotiating America's narrow definition of masculinity. And I thought it would be amazing to have not only Dustin and Asante's opinions on masculinity, but also have Tax, who is extremely unfiltered <laughs> with his thoughts on manhood and Everything what he general. thinks is better for the culture. So I thought it'd be good to have all the yeah, different perspectives. That's me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so like, well, beloved. <laughs> right. All of you are really opinionated, so I thought it'd be a great conversation to kind of put out there because I don't think conversations surrounding healing with you know in regards to men and how to get those processes going i don't think they happen often enough well what did you think when you first watched it what like what were the first uh, the initial questions raised for you or the initial thoughts right well my favorite part of course was the science mm. i loved how they had the doctors um like they had like neuroscientists right. and pediatricians and just different doctors from different ranges that were Breaking down the science of gender roles, whether it's a social construct, yeah. um, you know, saying the only difference between us is really just the chromosome chromosomes. I can't even speak. But um, what happens is once you start getting socialized, your parents, obviously, they project their ideas of what your gender is supposed to be. And then they you basically become what they want you to become. And then schooling. So I like how they were breaking down the different parts. Like they had the kids saying you know, when I go home, my dad told me what a boy is supposed to be like and told me don't cry, don't have empathy, toughen up. They kept bringing up the word sissy and, you know, just all these really triggering words for them. And then in school, it's another performance because mm-hmm. then with your homies, you have to kind of have a specific mask on. So I guess the whole point that stood out to me was where do men go to be themselves? Right. You know, and, wh- and what does that even? <laughs> oh and what does that even mean? I was mean? gonna say the bathroom <laughs> to get better self-esteem. Well, we just get through talking about, but no. Nah, I, uh... But I was. I'm curious to know. 
I'll ask the first question and see what you guys think. So first of all, do you how do you feel about the idea that gender is a social construct and that the only difference between us is really just the chromosomes? Do you I, think that's relevant? I believe that. I've been um for years now I've been like always thinking about like why like the way we judge women, like with um like women calling them a hoe for the same shit that we do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, why well, I'm not a hoe. So the double standard. What I, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a double standard and it's created. It's created. Right. All of this shit and is created. And like, reinforced every day. Yeah. And it's just the it's just lessons that they instill in people. And it's the reason just like now where they was like, where do boys go to be men? And I said ISIS. But what I was really saying is that you see how the 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 army dudes would be out there in Afghanistan, they'd be afraid to kill a kid, but the kid'll blow them up. It's cause the kid was taught to be, you know, a killer, a murderer. Right. It doesn't know nothing else but what you teach them. Right. So I do believe, like, as far as, like, the scientists were saying, like, you know, you teach who's going to be who because, you know, like, for instance, it's some boys that just, they grow up and they're gay. It's nothing you could do about it. You can't tell him, yo, Not you're going to, gonna, yeah, you, you're you this and you're that. You can't tell nobody what they are. Right. Like, they just have to be who they are. Like, even with, well, like, girls, and I hear dudes be, have daughters, they say, yo, if I have a daughter, I'm going to keep her locked in the house, or I'm going to keep her doing this. And I'm like, listen, if she wants to suck a dick through the window pane, <laughs> she's going to get that dick. You understand what I'm saying? You yeah. cannot stop nobody from being who they are. Right. You know what I mean? So and that and that was an important point too when the scientist was saying that the brain is like plastic mm-hmm. and she was like whatever you put a child whatever you give a child as a sense of focus that's what they're gonna be good at yep you know and so she was saying that's where the idea of it being a social construct comes in because we're we're teaching boys to be these men that are um, repressed and that's why things like rape culture you know, become a thing because they don't even know how to express how they feel about things and they take it out in different ways, like obsessing over porn, um, how aggressive they are towards each other, even misogyny. Like you said, the comfort with calling us hoes and bitches and thinking that women are here for y'all. Like men, there are men that really think that's our only purpose and treat us that way. And anything that has to do with femininity is viewed as bad. You know, and that's one of the parts that stood out to me the most when they were saying, especially in the part with this in the school. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that part. There's For those of you listening, once you watch, you'll see that there's a counselor and he sits with the kids and he tells them, who are you with the mask on and who mm-hmm. are you with the mask off? Man. Right. And that part affected me so much because basically with the mask on, the boys admitted that they were aggressive and, you know, angry and tough and all these things. And then with the mask on, everyone had words like pain and sadness and anger and it all tied back to the fact that they just didn't have an outlet to be sensitive mm-hmm. you know and and even the father the single father with his son where he said his dad his, he was like i actually learned from my son what that even meant he was so emotionally it, free yeah because he was like telling him toughen up and all these things and he said his son was like dad i'm just sensitive <laughs> like you gotta accept mm. it yeah and he said he had to google like how to work with a sensitive son. <laughs> like, because it was so new to him to see a kid just say the truth. Like, I want to cry. Shout out, I'm to, sad. shout out to him for even trying, though. Absolutely. It's a lot of parents that would be like, I don't give a damn what you're saying right now. Right. This is how it is under my roof. They get on that shit. Right. You know, so the documentary for me, 
I got to admit, it was tough for me to watch. Really? Because I'm a person who did grow up, you know, with expectations. I'm a person who still even today struggles with um, finding balance with the fact that I disappointed my parents. Um, mm. And there was absolutely nothing I could do about it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's so that was some real shit for me to watch. But that being said, my I identify a lot with what you said, Tax, for years. I have said that in order for things to really change, for everything that's fucked up in the world, right, to change, somebody needs to throw, like, a worldwide... You know how they do, like, them worldwide events, like Live Aid and shit, where, like, it'd be, like, going on all over the... Global Citizen and shit. It'd be going on all over the world at the same time. Mm -hmm. That event planning people, company, needs to throw something (laughs) where everybody in the world look at each other and be like, all right, y'all, let's pinky swear not to teach our kids nothing fucked up. Right. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to let these kids just be whoever they are. We're not going to make them feel like they have to conform to anything. And we're not going to teach them about any prejudices, any preconceived notions. We're not going to teach them about any stigmas. Nothing. And like, see what everybody would have to agree to do that in order for the world to change. Mm-hmm. And everybody that's in a position of power to make decisions, politicians, you know what I'm saying? Everybody would have to say, OK, y'all, let's make a deal. We're not going to do anything selfish. We're literally going to try to make everybody's life better. And they have to get over themselves. Until that can happen, nothing's going to change. So that being said, while I do recognize why you need to allow, while I do agree completely with what the doctor said, that was science. Those were proven facts, right? Right. I still believe that you have to prepare your children for the world that they live in. Right? So I would teach my son if I had a son. I would teach him that it was important to be able to be a strong person and to be able to withstand certain pressures and shit. I wouldn't teach him that because he's a man and he's got to know that. I would teach him that because this is the world we live in and people think that he's a man and he's got to know that. So, son, since this is the world we live in, here's what you got to do so that you don't go to jail for killing nobody. Right? And I would teach him that. But I would also explain to him that it was fucked up. Nobody's doing that. There were some moments in that documentary where people were saying that these behaviors were wrong or that it wasn't right to, you know, it, I, I just, while I agree with like the science behind everything, I just think that we need a more realistic interpretation. I remember being a child and feeling pressure to be as athletic as my brother when him and my dad were outside playing basketball. Mm. Me and my brother and my dad built a basketball court in our backyard. We laid the cement. We built the hoop out of plywood and all that shit. Like, we did that together. And so they would go outside and play on the court, and I couldn't play as good as them, right? I couldn't even play as good as some of the other, like my cousins and shit, and I would be embarrassed, Mm. okay? And I would would have to figure out, I felt a lot of pressure to even learn how to hoop. I did, you know what I'm saying? I felt like if I got in a fight, I had to win. Like, all those things. And so I still have, like, the, like them demons on me today. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Pro- y'all know me, so y'all understand me. Certain things are just me, you know. But I just think that preparation and being real with your children is the key to <clears throat> any type of change and to having some even fair perspective, fair thinking people in the world. That's all. You know what I thought about when I first uh, got to like maybe two or three minutes in when they start to roll the credits, I thought about you when you always say, um, whenever somebody does something to me or says something to me, I always feel like it's not about me. Uh, Right when they start to roll the credits on the documentary, one of the little boys says, um, uh, you know, when they do the 
tell a thing that something that people might not know about me. And the little boy's oh, like, yeah. uh, people might not know that I'm sad a lot or something yeah. like that. Right. That immediately hit me because I was like, as a child, I remember there being times where I didn't have anybody to talk to. And um, outside of masculinity and moving things like that, even though my dad wasn't around, at the time I kind of made the piece that um, there wasn't this figure, not even a man, just this figure in my life. So, you know, oh, I don't have a dad. So I just kind of, you know, got to roll with the punches. But then because of that, there were so many other men, not even that my mom was dating, just, you know, the community, I feel like. There were so many other men that felt like they needed to step in. And because, you know, your mom's a single mother and there are these people she trusts, there are these people that have these opinions on things that don't necessarily reflect that of the world. And, you know, you're young, having strangers in the barbershop telling you, oh, you got to do this to be a man and this and that and the third. Right. And I just remember projecting being, all their world yeah. on you. <clears throat> and so it's like I'm dealing with being a child that can't really express himself on top of these niggas in the barbershop trying to tell me how I need to, you know, what I need to do to survive. And it's shit that's not even important. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of these pressures, they come from our surroundings, whether our surrounding is the person, you know, in the classroom, whether it is the shit that we see on TV. If there are people that are absent in your life or there are people that are there that are, you know, that affect everything that you think about, then that's going to really affect what's going on. And I really just thought that the kids didn't have some of the kids didn't have the effectors that they needed to uh, help them grow in the right ways. And a lot of like, you know, I feel like I didn't have some of that, whether it had been an absent parent, whether it had been, uh, you know, this, that, and the third, you know what I'm saying? The environment just affects people in different ways. So different people have these different views and perceptions on masculinity. And then even being a black man is different. And then to break it down to like a gay level, masculinity sometimes plays into dating and shit. And then it's just like, well, damn, like as a man, where do you run if you can't express yourself? If you didn't learn that as a child, you growing up with all that repressed shit, because I have a lot of that stuff. And not to say that, yep, it's just all there. It's just kind of like you kind of deal with this stuff and then you see other things and then you're like, oh, shit, how do I even get back to that and, you know, tackle that? And it's just hard as a man because I said on Twitter, men can't express their, their sexuality the way that women do. Not to say that straight straight men are out there trying to be gay or shit like that, but like <clears throat> just along the lines of if a man wanted to say, yo, I love that dude over there. He's like a brother to me. It's like, you love that dude. Like, what? Right. It, it could never just be some. Yeah, I just had. I just had to tell somebody about that shit recently. I was like, nigga, you gotta See? fucking relax. What was nigga. the re- What was the response when you said it, or when you were I doing? F- I forgot exactly what I said, and like, oh, it was a, oh, um, I said I was talking about artists that I got popping, and I was like, yo, I popped so many artists off, and motherfuckers didn't take my advice later and went and signed dumbass deals. You know what I mean? And the dude was like. Popped off, pause, and I say, yo, my nigga, you got four kids. What the See? fuck are you talking about? You know, what I was like, and that's and, scary, cause it was like, I was sitting here talking about some serious shit, and you found a pause in that, like, because right. I said popped off. I'm like, what's on your mind? What's going on, my nigga? Like for you to be feeling that way, what made you feel that way? Why aren't Especially you comfortable you know, enough to listen? Right. He wasn't even listening exactly. to you, my nigga. He, he was, was just looking for an end. He, was, <laughs> he had a wedge in his hand and just was waiting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hate that shit. That's, yeah. that's again, this, I'm trying not to be funny about sh- I'm trying not yeah. to be, rather, I'm trying not to be as serious as I actually would like to be. Because this shit really isn't funny. It's like, we're going to find, you know, we're mm-hmm. going to crack the joke. But it's really not funny mm-hmm. because this is exactly what is wrong with everything. What's wrong with relationships and families between, like, fathers and sons, uncles and nephews, brothers? This is the problem. Niggas in the street, 
um, um, tolerance. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this is literally what's wrong with everything. Everybody is afraid of vulnerability and intimacy. And, and, and everybody it comes is from afraid. your master, though. Yeah, it does come from it your. It comes master. from your parents. Your parents yep. is your master. Whoever teach you the bullshit. I remember I said something on Twitter one day, and I said, "Yo, man, you know, sometimes I don't want to smack you niggas. I want to smack your moms." And people was like. What the fuck? And it was like, you don't understand, man. He didn't learn that. He was taught that. Like, right, right. they taught him that dumb shit. His parents did, man. Right. Like, oh, you didn't? Oh, you didn't teach him? You understand what I'm saying? They didn't right. guide him to the right way to, to think about shit. Exactly. And like, it's dudes out here. Like, for instance, uh, a, guy, a guy tweeted, he said, yo, when you fly a girl out, you got to fly her one way so she knows she got to give the pussy up. Oh, wow. Wow. On the, on the wow. And see, I read the tweet and I was like, this is different. But I didn't slander the tweet. I just right. retweeted it because I wanted to see if anybody else would, would see felt it for the way. Because yeah. I'm like, I, I'm opinionated sometimes a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just see what the world say about this. Because I was like, the shit sounded weird to me. And and then a couple people was like, what the fuck? Like, what does that mean? And I was like, all right, it wasn't just me. Right. And, you know. I don't think the dude meant it when they tweet. I think he just wanted a cool tweet. Right, just trying to talk silly. shit. You yeah. know what I mean? But it was just, the point was, was like, nigga, like, what the fuck are you talking about? But again, about? that kind of goes back to him saying something because he thought it was going to get him points, like cool points he as a man. It was a performance. It's, it's right. going to get him points, all right? Let me tell you something about a situation <laughs> like that. Okay. Right? And this, this is the get you gotcha in life. Sometimes, like, life will get your ass back when you didn't even realize you was getting got. <laughs> Case in point, he tweeted that shit, right? So anybody that's dumb enough to fly out to somebody on a one-way ticket, you know what I'm saying? They're obviously open to and susceptible to a lot of not-so-smart behaviors. So you're going to get exactly what you deserve from that situation, whether it's an unwanted child, whether mm -hmm. it's an STD, whether it's a fucking stalker, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Whether it's somebody that's going to tell your wife. Whether you're it's somebody you're related it. to. So for being a dummy, you know what I'm saying, you're opening yourself up to all this possible negative shit that you shouldn't even be dealing with all because of the type of person that you choose to deal with to pull some stupid ass shit like that off. Right. And like and what you were saying about the parents, it reminded me of the football coach where he was saying oh that, my God. yeah, that his dad, you know, was so aggressive and hard and everything was about being tough and don't cry. He would take him down to the basement and have him like punch, you know, punch, punching bag or whatever. And it was just this, this need to make him to be this tough, like, man with no feelings. And he said that after he grew older, he, instead of being angry at his dad, he just grew compassion for him. Because he was like, for his dad to be that aggressive and that angry, that's such a lack of love. You know, it just showed how much he missed out on as a child and his programming. And he was like, you know, instead of us pointing fingers, we just have to go back to the root of things and try to figure out how to change those and have by having these types of conversations. Right. And then the part, the other part too, was this, this boy with the single mom that he said he didn't grow up, you know, with a man in the house. So he wasn't taught this whole thing about not having empathy or feelings. His mom and his aunt's, taught him how to have feelings so by the time he got to school he didn't want to fight he didn't want to be sleeping with a bunch of women he didn't want to be smoking weed he didn't want to do drugs and he was called a sissy you know and then it was hard for him to socialize because everybody was kind of looking at him like he was a bitch 
All right, you guys, we just want to take a pause for the cause and send a special shout out to Loot Crate for continuing to support the Friend Zone. If you don't know what Loot Crate is, it's your monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamers items and pop culture gear. That means tech shit, things like that. If you're a nerd, you'll love it. But Loot Crate is more than just a subscription service for nerds and techie people. It's an entire community of fans that share their experience and interact with each other around the unboxing of each month's crate. For less than 20 bucks a month, you can get four to eight items, good things too, that will include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and just a whole lot more. And Loot Crate guarantees over 40 bucks in value for every single crate. Sometimes it's even more, depending on the month, depending on how you look. The release of Captain America Civil War features a clash of epic proportions. That makes May the perfect time to put the spotlight on character and carry, and items of great power. We've got something that you can carry, something for your kitchen and a cool figure to go with the monthly tea and loot pin. Make sure to head to www.lootcrate.com slash friendzone and enter code friendzone to save $3 on any new subscription. All right, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. That means your chin hair too. We want to give a shout out to Bevel for sponsoring this week's episode of the Friend Zone and just fucking with us in general. The one-of-a-kind bevel razor is a shaving system designed specifically for Wendy Williams and other men with coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. It's actually clinically proven to reduce and prevent razor bumps, discoloration, and irritation. There's a reason that 9 out of 10 Bevel customers and NeNe Leaks come back month after month. Bevel is designed from the ground up to give you a smooth, bump-free shave. Bevel's end-to-end shaving system includes a pre-shave oil, badger brush, safety razor, blades, shaving cream, and favorite of Sherry Shepard, a cooling, restoring balm. When it comes to shaving my skin, I only trust one razor to get it done right and leave me feeling smooth, and that's Bevel. Get the first month of your Bevel subscription for free by going to GetBevel.com and entering code FRIENDZONEFREE at checkout. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. The promo code is FRIENDZONEFREE. And you, once again, you'll get uh, your first month of subscription for free. And the benefit is a smoother shave and, according to Reggie Miller's sister, Cheryl Miller, fantastic results. Now let's get back to the show. I, I did feel like he should have did that, something. Though. No, I'm just playing. I grew up with nothing but women, <laughs> like like 17. Women. Whoa. And you how did that mean? affect you? Like, did you feel like you didn't have the tools for masculinity? You know what, you know what I think came from that more than anything? Um, <clears throat> they used to whip my ass a lot. I heard you talk about this. You understand? So growing up, it was no regard in me hitting a woman. Mm. You understand? Through school, through anything, a woman threatened me, she would get punched just as fast as a man would. And I think that was a part of how I grew up, growing up with nothing but women in the house and them always whipping on my head. And I'm, you know, because <laughs> when you're younger, you could be eight years old. If she nine, she might be stronger than you. Yeah. Women <laughs> mature, mature faster. faster. Right. Yeah. yeah, so like I was getting my head whooped. Like I was the youngest <laughs> and I was getting my head whooped by women all the time. And I think a part of that made me tough and made me not have um, a regard for women, yeah. you know? Mm. Like, 
I didn't, I had to grow into that. Like it was like, it was a real process because I didn't understand what people were even talking about when they were looking at me like, why would you hit that woman? And I'm like, what? Like, Cause she hit me. Yeah. yeah right. That was always like, what the fuck do you mean? I don't know right. what you're talking about. And right. then the more and more I thought about it, I think when I went to prison and I sat in my cell and I used to think about all the little fights that I used to have with my cousins. And I used to be like, what the fuck was I doing? You know? fighting them this much but I understood because you know you growing up in a, a house nothing but women and you the only boy and you doing little bad shit or whatever and they crazy too so you know <laughs> and but, you as a kid you ain't know about all that shit yeah I didn't understand it you, you know? just knew somebody was hitting you somebody, so you hit them back the motherfuckers almost close to death to me a couple times yeah, yeah. I was close to death so I fought for survival a lot of times so when people like, I never forget a girl one time, like, called some dudes on the phone. Like, I literally heard the dudes, and she was like, come over here and shoot this motherfucker. And he was like, where you at? And I was like, like, a switch went off on my head, and I beat up everybody, like, on the block. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, say it was like some movie shit, but that, I really, I was like, yo, I gotta, I gotta chill the fuck out. Like, this shit ain't right. I knew it wasn't right that day, and this was as a grown man. <laughs> was that right. before or after you beat everybody up on the block? During. 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 Oh, in the, right. in the middle of yeah. it. Like... In the middle of it because people was like so scared and like worried and I was like running through people because I was chasing dudes down. It didn't matter because you was I in was survival shook. mode. Yeah, yeah I was you... in survival mode. I'm like, what? You going? You just told niggas to come over here and shoot me. Like, I, yeah, I got shot in my adrenaline. eye. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. like, I'm like, I don't want to get shot again. You ain't right. telling nobody to come over here. And he agreed to. He was like, where you at? I heard him. I was That's like, holy shit. So, but but now now that you're older yeah. now looking back at the women that you grew up with what was the imbalance that made them so aggressive nothing like what was I their was a bad little like? boy and they was gonna whip my ass <laughs> that's the only thing I got from it at the end of the day like I don't feel like it was nothing really going on with them they jumped me many times but what I realized <laughs> is that I was always bad like I would antagonize them to whip my ass. What were you doing? I don't even know, man. Like, whatever you could think to be annoying, the same way you see me bother people, like, I was doing the shit in person. Like, you know what I mean? And Just I don't even blame filtered. them. Like, I'd be like, I probably would have whipped my ass too. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but how, but... I think it affected me a lot, though. But as far as your masculinity, what, where were you able to pull those tools from without having men around you? I had to protect the women. So like, so you think it was like a natural, yeah, it like, was like instinct. It was like natural. It was like I always tell people, my mother had a fat ass, so I ain't like being outside with my mother oh with my that God, fat ass because motherfuckers always looking at, at my mama, mom's yeah. ass. Like yo, pardon me, shorty, yo, no disrespect, but um, <laughs> you know, you got you got the smooth nigga, then you got the yo, my, you know what I mean? And growing up and then having cousins also, and you always having to like, you got to protect them, yeah. Like so, like, and that was another thing too. I think that happened. Me being the only boy, and I had a lot of um, cousins. They wasn't too street or nothing, but they were getting the things with other street girls, and, like, I wasn't going to let them get beat up. Right. So I was jumping in their fights, you know right. what I mean? So it was it was such a disconnect with the world when I got outside on my own, and people were like, what are you doing hitting that woman? And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I really thought it was some normal shit <laughs> until I had to, like, really realize, like, listen, women don't have not not even half of my strength like most of the time because I have met some strong women but me too I watch Real Housewives of Atlanta <laughs> <laughs> now Real how do you shit. think these like how what about rape culture 
Like rape how culture is, I don't fuck. What the fuck is rape culture? First of all, well, what culture just, is that? <laughs> well, it's a well. Okay, so the idea that let's say the way that men are raised is that anything feminine is bad, mm-hmm. so it becomes repressed in you, emotions. So the thing is, once like emotions, empathy, compassion, all these things that are viewed as you know feelings that women have. So the thing is, once you start repressing femininity, you start looking at femininity as a bad thing, which translates and into women being bad things and being things. You almost look at us as an it, you know, because it's it's so repressed in you. So that's how things happen where you hear all these cases in colleges, you know, all these repressed boys when they start drinking and doing drugs. And we happen to be there, you know, and they take out all this repression on us. Because they don't view us as humans, you know? So rape culture is is based out of how repressed all of you are. And basically almost hating us in a weird way for us being able to express the things that you cannot express. You know what I think? I think that that is very specific. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's something really wrong with motherfuckers that feel like that. Right. And I don't think it's an opinion of the majority. I think that it's definitely an opinion of the minority, but when we hear about it happening, it's such a heinous thing. Like, when you hear about a woman being anybody, but when you hear about a woman being raped, it's almost, like, breathtaking, right? Like, it makes you be like, oh, my God, like, it takes something out of you. And so that's why it's so memorable when we hear about it. I hate the fact that people feel like all niggas, I'm sorry, God, I hate the fact that people feel like all men feel that way about women because we don't. I don't feel like that. I don't, and I, and, I, and I don't think that a lot of guys do, and sometimes because that's associated with a lot of men, I think that sometimes when guys just do fucked up shit, sometimes it's accounted for by saying that we're participating in or are part of rape culture, and we're not. We just made a mistake. I don't think that, that most men feel like women are bad because we want to be feelers or we want to be more expressive, and we can't, but the world thinks it's okay for y'all, so now we hate y'all. I don't think that a lot of guys feel like that. And I think so that, where do you think it comes from even when we're walking in the street? Mm-hmm. Like, the way that men talk to us like we ain't shit. That's ignorant niggas. Yeah, but that's still Period. coming from a repression. In them is what I'm saying. Right, but it's like, so common. I mean, you see what's online. What's talking like shit, though? Well, I mean, I've, She's, I've, yeah, I've walked the street and how, you know, the typical like. You look good though, like. Yeah, know? but still, it's it's one thing to admire a woman that looks good, but why is it that if I keep walking, you gotta be like, well, fuck you, then, bitch? Like, why do you have to Stuck tell up, me that? That's just the embarrassment of not getting the acknowledgement that you wanted. That you know, it's not too much, and I'm not, I'm not really too sure what rape culture is. I hope I'm not a part of that shit. That shit sounds crazy. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. What I mean, it's like a specific, like, yeah. I, like that's what I mean when I say I think that a lot of the shit that niggas do sometimes goes goes toward that when it's not really that. I completely mm-hmm. know what you're talking about. And by let's be clear, this is by no means, you know, excusing or condoning behavior like that. It's no reason. If somebody don't want you, they just don't want you. Yeah. And you, if you're a real man and masculinity is so important, you'd be able to tough that one out. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, so so there's no the reason for you to say, you know, you're a bitch <laughs> or whatever. Those people that do things like that, something is wrong with them. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and be, when it's rooted in that, but what I'm saying is I do think there are some people who just have not been taught and don't know any better, and so they react to the to what they yeah, perceive as disrespect by, by, by issuing disrespect. That's they, what that's, they was taught. Somebody else seen somebody say, 
fuck out of here, bitch. And it was passed down. It's, it's all also, a teacher. But it's also normalized, though. Because it's so it's common. Taught. And then even, let's because say... Because it's common. Like, hip-hop videos. Mm-hmm. It's normalized for the woman to right. be treated like shit. We are naked. We are getting poured... You know, but liquor poured on it, us. We're just like, props. That's like shit props. to you. It's not like shit to her. See, she's being idolized and, and, and worshipped at that point. She's proud. She's going to hit her friends after and say, I was at the future video shoot. I had a blast. She's not going to tell anybody she had a bad time. And see, that's where I feel like the disconnect comes from because me personally, I don't like strip clubs. I talk a lot of shit about women on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. I have women come at me to say, they're feminists and they say, you don't like women and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, no, bitch, I love women. This is why I'm telling you this. This is why I slander certain things because I feel like you could do better. You know what I mean? And that's where you hear me come out of nowhere. And I say, listen, man, I want more for us. Hey. You know what I mean? Like, um, for instance, I said, <laughs> I said, one, I seen this girl that I know that sell mad pussy, right? Right. And in her bio, <laughs> It says Black Lives Matter. Now, I know that don't got nothing to do with shit, but she's like, you know, an active member of Black Lives Matter. And I was like, yo, you know, that's kind of like, I don't think you should be Black Lives Matter. Not right now. Until Let you me maybe, ask you and this, Maybe though. until you stop selling pussy for like two years. Does she, does she own the fact that she sells pussy? Or is it, or is, it or is, is she sneaky. On, or is she on a DL? Because if she on a DL, she then I agree with you. Now, it's sneaky. Yeah. Now, if she like, listen, I get by, and I don't give a damn what nobody <laughs> think about it. This is my hustle. This is you know I feel like and I'm on Black the same Lives level Matter. as a dope dealer. <laughs> and that being motherfucking said, Black Lives Matter. Right. Let her leave it up. No, but, but Black Lives Matter is fly, right? But what I'm trying to say is, you know, when we when us when we starting a new movement and shit going on, like me for instance, I'm Black Lives Matters, but I'm not Black Lives Matters. Like I'm down with the organization, but the only reason I wouldn't attach it to myself is because I don't have the dirt completely off of me. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to taint the the, the, the yeah. organization yeah. Right. Yeah. so me selling pussy out and I get caught sucking a dick in the back of a trailer yeah. or whatever you do wherever you suck dicks at bitch and you saying you're a Black Lives Matters member so when they arrest your ass and they got you on CNN and they say Black Lives Matters member sucking dick in the, in the, at the truck stop it make it, it in makes Maryland it, it, it takes some of the legitimacy yeah, away and yeah. that's all I'm saying but like, doesn't her Black Lives Matter if she's sucking dick <laughs> I mean, it matters at that moment doesn't, I mean well I'm just no, saying no it matters but what I'm saying is don't right, no, attach I, yourself I to you. a positive Maybe you know if you're doing so much you do crime to she... get your money or, or live your life don't do that because you gonna fuck the image up of the whole organization right Right. and And I wanted to read you the the actual definition of rape culture just out of respect for it right so rape culture is an environment in which rape is prevalent and and in which sexual violence against women is normalized and excused in the media and popular culture I don't want to be swiping a credit card through a woman's ass is that rape culture well I I mean yeah, it's not an image that... But if she allowed him to do it, is it Yeah, but you culture? have to think, why did she allow him to do it? What was programmed into her mind about her role? She possibly got booked. Everything is yeah. rape culture. Love and hip-hop is rape culture. Honestly, if you, if you really, if people really want to... So? In which ways, yeah. Watching those women, like, you're just up there talking about whatever, and then if it's some bullshit, you know, there are people that are up there 
like normalizing this stuff. So if it's something that's like negative, like <clears throat> I saw people were like, oh, you know, Jocelyn is a stripper, so she shouldn't be able to do all this that, and the third. I mean, love and hip hop. These women are literally fighting each other every other week. They're beating each other up, and then they're doing this, be- you know, maybe for the ratings. Who knows what you know what or why they're doing it? But if you really take a step back and look at why they might be doing it. They have all these lights, cameras, actions, all this money coming their way, like all of these things. And it's almost being normalized in the media to act that way. To act certain- what way? The love and hip-hop way. I know. What <laughs> is that, though? And here's why I'm asking. I see uh, why idiot. you're asking. That's why I had to, I had to stop. You I was- feel me? It's act like an idiot, get a job. No, because what is acting like an idiot? Hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then you have you consider mm-hmm. the the you consider somebody like Amber Rose who has been very vocal about how she should feel free enough to dress provoc- to dress what is perceived as provocatively. Right. Because I don't think it's provocative. It's I right. think it's your body and you want to celebrate certain parts. Mm-hmm. And that's your business. If you like your breasts and you want them to be out, them your titties. Let them out. That's how yeah, I feel, but everybody sure. doesn't feel like that. I don't sexualize right. a woman in a tight dress. I don't give a fuck. I think I'm it's happy. just... That's what I'm saying. So, so, but what okay, do you but say? That, but My original actually, question yeah. is, what do you say to someone like that who... Because I'm, I'm a assuming you tell me if I'm if I'm accurate right I'm assuming that the behavior you're referring to is these women being very vocal and expressive about sexuality someone like Jocelyn Hernandez who is open about doing things that can be deemed hoish or whatever you have women who are um, very expressive about their disdain for one another so they're using profanity on TV they're saying words that are considered vulgar you know but on the other side of that coin isn't that they're right? And would it be derogatory or perceived as whatever the male version of rape culture is if we're watching guys duke it out in a bar and brawl and discuss certain things? Um, and what 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 is it? What's going on? Well, I well with the Amber Rose example, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't. And this is obviously my opinion. I don't think Amber Rose herself is the problem. The problem is when Amber Rose steps into a club how men think that they can treat her because of how she looks. I agree with So let's say let's say me if I, I agree, come in with my Yeah, like if I come in <laughs> let's say me I come in with Amber Rose. I have a head wrap or whatever I'm wearing and she comes in with her dress and her heels. You know we're going to be treated differently and that's the problem. And that's the problem that men don't know right. how to Yeah, and so that's the violence against women that men think they have the right Got to it. our bodies, to touch us. You know how many times men have just grabbed me on the street and I'm like, yo, you don't even know me. What makes you think you can touch my arm and pull me towards you? So that's, and it's normalized because all the dudes that are with them just laugh. Mm-hmm. And then that's just one block. Then I get to the next block, it's the same shit. Next block's the same shit. It's just normal behavior. It's it is accepted. normal behavior also because the women accept it. When you got a, but a, a lot of the times group we of have women no that's choice. cool with it, no, but you have women that's not arguing it, not disputing it, not even giving a negative feedback. So if you don't ever receive them or, or receive them that much, you start thinking it's okay. You know what I mean? It's like you touch the stove a couple times. You think it's cool until that one time you touch it and it's hot. Yeah, but that's actually a side effect of it being normalized. Because I've mentioned on the show before, I'm from the projects. When I was younger, I saw the behavior so much that I started to think that was 
just normal. the way it was. So when I would come out my block, it was almost a high for me when I started getting a little older, have body. You know, you you yeah, 15, 16, right. that age where you're right. kind of feeling yourself, you growing up. Then the dudes are kind of like, oh, you're getting big, friend, you know. And suddenly, How old are you now? <laughs> right. <laughs> and suddenly you're feeling your jeans a little bit more. And then now when you walk past the bench, now they're saying a little bit more. And even them grabbing you, you're used to seeing that. You saw the women that were older than you doing that when you were little. So like to I me, that's, but that's the problem. It's it's normalized. The violence, the touching, the bitch, hey, what the fuck? And dudes throwing shit. It's normalized. But I've never walked through. There's certain neighborhoods I've walked through. No one would do that. <laughs> like, it's only in, you know, very specific neighborhoods where that happens. And that's the problem. I'll be getting sexually harassed. What happens? They All grab you too. Oh, I remember you told us a story <laughs> about the bar. <laughs> I, have you, I, I get sexually harassed, but you know what I'm saying? So I understand everything about this situation and I just would never have a son and teach him that it was okay to, um, to deal with rejection by cussing a girl out. If I had a son that was attracted to girls and you know what I mean? He came to me like, dad, I like this girl, but she don't like me back. I would explain to him that, you know, it's all about what you like. Just like you like her, but you don't like that girl that sit over there. That's how she feels about you. Move on and try for the one that sit over. No, I'm just playing. But I would tell him, to, you know, <laughs> to move on. I wouldn't tell him to cuss her out. And I think that's, that's the problem, I'm dog. telling my son, listen, you shoot that motherfucker <laughs> up with as many clips as possible. <laughs> and the doc also said that suicide is now the third leading cause of death for men. Men. Because they are so... I don't know so, what's wrong with these bitch-ass niggas. Because they're so emotionally repressed. I want you niggas to be yourself. I just I just did an episode. It's coming out tomorrow. I just did an episode. And I told them, I said, yo, like, I wish I was, like, the leader of the gay black men to free niggas. Because I would have freed the slaves. So you, you trying to free gay black men? <laughs> I want to free everybody. So it's not about first? gay black men. It's about freeing everybody. So I did. So you about to free gay black men? I want to free everybody. I want niggas to be free. It'll like, solve so a, hell of your, a lot of problems. I want niggas to so just. So when is your first club appearance? Because I don't that's know. where you have to start. No, because them niggas is violent too. Because <laughs> listen, I used to do, I used to hang out in this studio on um, what is it 39th? Yeah, 39th between um. Um, eighth and ninth, and I used to come out the club. Them niggas was violent. And oh I remember, yeah, I culture over our culture club. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> They're very violent. Them niggas drunk. <laughs> They'll fuck violent. you up out there. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, but real shit. It's just the fact that like I get mad when people not being them. Like just be you, man. Like don't worry about these motherfuckers. Cause see anybody that don't that don't accept you in the world, you just don't deal with them. Right. And that's it. You just move to the next person. All right. Thank you. God bless. Whoop. Move over, you move over, and that's it. It's really that easy, really and a lot of people don't easy. know that. And that that goes for like internet bullying. People like, oh, it's internet bullying. No, turn your app off, block the nigga. You understand what I'm saying? Do whatever you do, keep it pushing. What's what's going on? I think is that it's a lot of complaining and and less problem solving. I think we need to get to the Absolutely. issues and solve the problems Absolutely. and be like, yo, you know what? Have the conversation, break it down, like. Niggas got to be free, like, for real. I remember when Frank Ocean popped out and then he oh, said right. he was gay and shit. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's the fuck this song meant. I'm breaking the lyrics down and shit. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. And I remember I kept listening to it. I was in jail. I kept listening to it. Niggas like, you listening to that faggot motherfucker? I'm like, this shit is fire. <laughs> the fuck is he talking about? 
Yeah. If that gay nigga right there had weed for sale, you would buy it. And people don't think about that <laughs> shit You understand either. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's just so many different things that like, and I and I, I explained this with um, Kid Fury and Chris was on my show, Shout how out to in the prison that, that um, if, if you was like a gangbanger or something and somebody was to say you was gay, they could lie on you. And be and like, yo, he's gay. You might die the next day. Wow. Somebody might stab you up or whatever the fuck it might be. So I was so institutionalized that some girl that was mad at me wrote some shit about me and said I was gay on some shit that I took it mad serious. Like, I was in the crib, got my gun. I'm like, bitch, where you at? Like, you know what I mean? I'm, right. like, I'm about to kill her because I... I'm in my like mind. I'm like, yeah. I might die. Mm-hmm. You understand? And, and I had it to wasn't really even think about, about homosexuality. Shit. It was yeah. about her Survival. calling you this word that meant weakness to you, that, right? Yeah, no, Survival. not even. No, but just Survival. how other people viewed it. Right. Yeah. All right, because of because yeah. of that, yeah. and you knew the consequences. The consequences of, of that them saying, that, yeah. yeah. So and that, me being in the street, yeah. you saying that shit, and I'm like, what? You can end my career tomorrow. Yeah. And that's why I said the shit I was talking about earlier before we taped. Like sometimes a motherfucker making them decisions because he don't want to lose his job, or you know what I mean. Right. And that's what it is. At the same time, it's like you don't want to be labeled as a certain thing because then everybody else is going to be like, oh, I can't, I can't deal with them. And I had to come to the realization, like, what the fuck am I doing? I was like, I don't give a fuck what nobody think I am. You understand what I'm saying? If I was gay, I would be the gayest gay nigga in the world. Like, I would be the gay representative, the revolutionist, everybody, (laughs) because... I'm I'm for I'm for being free, nigga. Like I ain't for that other corny shit. I've done crimes in my neighborhood where I've done it with people that said they were about that work or crime, and I've end up doing it by myself mm-hmm. because people froze up because it wasn't them. So I, I'm really big on being yourself. Like you gotta be yourself out here. That's the most liberating feeling you can have. Like when you sit back and you lay your head in bed at night, and then you wake up and somebody say something to you, and you just go. You rub it off like that shit don't affect me, cause you just live in you. Then it's beautiful, and that's Very what I be true. trying to tell niggas. Text. Don't be sitting right. in no fucking prison. But a motherfucker tweeted today. You know what this nigga tweeted? What? <clears throat> girls, girls said that they like when they man moan, but the dude said that it's mad gay. I'm mad confused. I said, what the fuck are you confused about? Why do you give a fuck what these niggas care about, motherfucker? About how you have sex. About how you have sex. But even the ass-eating conversations online Mm -hmm. where I've seen men be like, oh, no, no, you can't do that. Don't, if I, you know, you can't put anything near that, I'll punch you in your face. And it's just like, you sound crazy. Like, you're depriving yourself. I've never got my ass ate. You know what I mean? I don't know what it's about. And I keep telling niggas. But have you not had your ass eaten because you are uncomfortable with that area or is it like why can't you be free and just be like this is gonna feel good maybe he don't want that I am uncomfortable with that area actually but um (laughs) I mean that's real I don't really I don't it don't get me horny like I never felt like you know I needed you know something by my ass in order to make me you know have an orgasm ejaculate or whatever I'm like I've been good with my dick for years so that's how I was like I don't understand it but I have friends like one of my mans he be like I ain't fucking with a chick if she ain't eat my ass and he ain't gay (laughs) like he don't give a fuck and like I don't I don't find that wrong that's that's him that's up to him and that to me is the beauty of it whether you do it or not is one thing but I never understand online when they like 
make fun of each other. Like even Amber Rose when um, Kanye like. Yeah, I was offended when she, she was did like, that because you know, I was like, "You did finger that." Finger in the if ass, you, yeah. Why? If you like the finger, you then did it. Great. You performed that act. That could you couldn't have found it wrong when you did it, right? And to me, like that's like but that how, was the way to make him sound that weak. Back to the story about masculinity. That was weak to it me. It goes back to that right. to where it's like I'm I'm emasculating you. Like, right, that was oh, the you thing. like fingers in your ass. Exactly. exactly. You know what I mean? I'd have been right. like, well, you put one in there, so you a nasty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing, but you I'm held not. your kids with that, that same right. finger. I'd have been like, your, your hands smell like boo-boo, nigga. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, what what did you guys think about the documentary as a whole? Do you think it was, do you think it made sense? Do you think it's helpful? Do you I'm think it's something people it. should watch? I'm grateful for it because I think it starts a conversation that needs to be had so that people can become better and it can get easier on all of us, right? And I'm grateful for you, Tax, because you speak certain ideas and certain, certain you open a certain audience to a school of thought mm-hmm. that would otherwise not be open to it because right. people respect you. Mm-hmm. And so when you introduce things like being more tolerant or understanding the freedom, understanding the element of celebrating freedom mm-hmm. and being tolerant, that's priceless, dog. So we people that have had to deal with that mm-hmm. shit, you know, on the back end, no pun intended. <laughs> on the back end. <laughs> Where are my symbols? Nah, but for real, though, like people that have had to deal with the, the hard part, God damn. <laughs> You're just going to keep going. People that have had to experience, you know, the the terrible parts <laughs> of that story they appreciate somebody like you that because you're an ally that introduces that to people that need to hear it so nah, that's what i take away hear from it like right. seriously i'm telling you people be dealing with, a lot of dudes are dealing with like a, a prison where everything is like it's like and it's you like nigga free yourself chill the fuck out like I really want motherfuckers to be free, like, everybody. Like, I like when people, like, for instance, sometimes people say, tax, why did you bother that person? And they don't know why. And I don't really care to explain because people don't really understand me all the times. But a lot of the times it's because I knew the person didn't like me and I need them to bring it out for me. Mm, I needed them to be free so I could be free. That's interesting. You know what I mean? That's real. I know you hate me. Just let it out, man. I'm not mad at you for disliking me. (laughs) I'm not mad at you. Bring it out, man. You know what I mean? And that's all it really be sometimes. Well, I wanted to... Oh, go ahead. I see. No, I was literally just going to say there was a very interesting part of the documentary towards the end, I feel, where the the men were in the jail. I think you were touching on this uh, before we started recording. Yeah. But uh, it was very powerful to watch those men in that circle. And uh, there was a black man, and he was just saying all the things he's learned about himself along his journey and how, you know, he had to verbally say, I, de- I deserve to be loved. Like, I want oh, these man, things. Oh, man, that like, thing- me. Man, all the things that he wanted for himself that he had been fighting for so long that he knew just because of, you know, the social constructs of constructs of being masculine or feminine, you know? Right. And not even to know his full story and to see that one part, it just lets you know that, you know, we're all working towards something. You know, we just got to work on ourselves. But uh, that tape... They need to show that in schools or something. I agree. They do. And now and to play off of that too, like I think it's important, especially in relationships. I mean, I've one of the biggest struggles I've had, I've I'll admit and say I've been blessed that the men I've had, I haven't been like trashed or treated, you know, crazy. But the biggest obstacle I have had with men is they are just not able to receive the love. Mm. <laughs> They just can't. Well, <laughs> Dustin, oh my God. Not that kind of receive. But they, I, I would, 
you know, and I would be like, especially now that I'm in a healthier space, like I know how to give love. I know how to receive it. And I would do what I feel is everything right. Let you feel free, have conversations. I'm not trying to change you. I'm just trying to enhance, you know, like let's have these conversations being trying to be your friend. And it's like men are so stuck in this mindset of like intimacy is like such a fearful it's thing. Taught. It's so fearful it's taught, for them. Though, like, Even sex. Yeah. It's taught. Like the sex is yeah. such a porn education. It is. It is. I learned that about I had I'm telling you, yo, I had I learned a lot about myself. Like even coming from jail, looking at those magazines and shit, you think that women all look the same. Like, that shit could program you. So now, when you come home, you're looking for a certain body type. You're looking right. for no stretch marks, no blemishes. So now, when you start seeing the dimples and too much cellulite, it might confuse you. Like, I was confused for a couple months when I came home. Like, yo, wise bitches got cellulite. I've never like seen sloppy. cellulite in here, but it only was a couple years, but you know, it's a programming. Right. So you got to like break out of it and like really, re I'm telling you. you. And, even, and even the way that a lot of men, and like I said, speaking from my experience, even the sex that you expect from us, mm -hmm. you know, like a dude will be quicker to want to bust all over your face before he's trying to really connect. But that's because that's what he's seeing. It's true. And then he want to put you in 300 different positions and have it's you upside down. <laughs> but my thing is, it's nothing <laughs> wrong with 300 positions, but a lot of the times you're not even really feeling anything. You're just reenacting what you've seen. I think You're that's what's to wrong with me movie. now. Like I can't, everybody ain't I can't no fuck random women too much no more. Like that shit is not my thing. Like I really need a mental connection. Like right. I can't just. It's just meaningless now because I like I could jerk off better than I could fuck you. Like you know what I mean. So I'd be like, why even have sex with you? It's like it's nothing. I don't feel anything. And what, what do you think has silent. made you change into that? Is it because you're more in touch with like who you are? Yeah, I told once. Uh, once I gain. <laughs> once I gain freedom, and once I deal with like dealing with certain types of women when you deal with women that don't care about nothing like these bitches don't care about nothing but nothing and when i say nothing nothing is like nothing materialistic worthless shit, shit nothing worthless shit shit that can't do nothing for you in life like i, I man, it's so sad because i just see this bitch post on facebook that she got lupus or something that's for the level of kidney kidneys i think uh -huh. and she's like she needs a new kidney Damn. And I'm sad for her, whatever. And I, and I prayed for the bitch and all that. But I, what <laughs> fucked me up was like, I was like, yo, you know, this bitch probably, she just never thought about her health and life. All she cared about was Louis bags. Like, you know what I mean? But I say that to say this. It's so much people is focused on one thing that has nothing to do with their livelihood. Mm -hmm. It's nothing to do with progressing anything that you forget about your liver sometimes. Right. You forget about what's going on with right. yourself because you cared about so much worldly possessions and shit. But even that, how promiscuous y'all can be, too, has, I think, ties into your self-worth issues, too. You know, because a lot, I, I remember I had this conversation with a dude. He was like, yeah, because these hoes and I'll just fuck them all. And I was like, well, you sound like a hoe, too, though. It's true. You're fucking those girls that you think is a hoe. If you think she's so man, nasty. I just told my man, you got to have self-worth. You right. can't have no stripper How you think and, and, and lust so thinking she can fuck you whenever. Make her work for that. And huh? I, Yeah, and I, and I remember <laughs> he was so stuck because I was like, if she's so nasty, but she got your dick, what does that say about you? To me, there's a buy-in with everything, right? And so I think, like, if you're on your, you know, 
on your on your whole nigga shit. You know, you just as much one as they are, and you got to be okay with that on the front end. Then you can do things without shame. See, this is the key. <laughs> on a petty note, right? Here we go. Here this we is go. the key right here. Put it in people's face. Pun intended <laughs> and no pun in, intended. In people's Put face. it in their face. That way, they can't fuck with you about it. Mm-hmm. If I Oh, if I come in the door, what's up? I'm here to fuck every hoe I see that look this way, that way, whatever. That is what it is. I'm telling you up front. Now let's go have some fun and create some shit that you ain't never going to forget. You can't be mad at me for having hoes because I told you up front and you bought in and I bought in and we good. The problem is that people are not honest, they're not vocal, and they're not okay with it. Give a person an opportunity to say no to your bullshit before you put it on them. That's all I say. And then we all can play together. Cause ain't nobody wrong. Yeah, and be clear about where you are. Cause I've had, I've also had dudes that were completely aware of their reality, and they were like, "I do fuck hoes because they are as toxic and fucked up as I am, and it just works." And the dude was like, "I couldn't sleep with a girl like you, friend, because you're gonna make me try to feel shit <laughs> that I don't want to feel." Oh, I've friend. done that. Like growing up, no. <laughs> I've dealt with women, and I'm like, "Listen, I'm not gonna fuck with you because yeah. I'm gonna fuck you up." Yep. Straight up. You got to like, be aware I'm honest about my shit. I don't got no time to be playing games with people. First of all, I'm not scared of nobody. You only lie when you're scared. There you go. So, well, well said. You know, yeah. Yeah, that, you're right. When you're scared of the outcome. When you're, you're scared right. of the outcome. When you're scared you of the outcome, you're right. And I'm not really afraid of the outcome or what people think or anything. So I just do what I do and I, I be straightforward. Like I don't got game. Like, I had a girl recently tell me, oh, you got mad game. And I was like, listen, I have no game at all i'm telling you straight the fuck up i saw yeah. you tweeting that you don't chase i don't got no i don't nah i don't got no time for that <laughs> i'm really trying to be successful like niggas this shit is not a joke like i'm not out here i don't give a fuck about sex like sex no, can happen when it happens <laughs> i don't care about th- i keep telling you i have mad great sex with myself like I don't. I'm not pressed for sex. You be lighting candles and shit or something? Nah, I don't get no, intimate just, with the dates. I'm and saying you shit. be having great sex. You like I have great sex. I'm just like. Oh. No, I get what he means because no, for me right now, the the biggest high for me right now is accomplishment. And yes. sex sometimes it can't even keep up. It don't, sex can be an accomplishment sometimes though. <laughs> like sometimes. Sometimes. You know, sometimes depending on if you slim, out of town slim and right weekend, now. You know, it is like. It doesn't what's move going me. On. Yeah. I no, love I'm sex, fucking around all that you know. shit, but man, I want to win. I ain't got no time. I do too, I and I completely you. That's understand exactly that. Where I'm at too. Mm. Once again, we're going to give a thanks and a shout out to our newest sponsor at the Friend Zone. That's going to be for the Mac Weldon. Uh, Dustin, I believe you said a couple weeks ago that if you want to do better, you should go ahead and get some new underwear in your lives. And here it is. Here's the opportunity. Log on to MacWeldon.com. That's M A C K W E L D O N.com and use code FRIENDZONE to get 20% off your order. If you get a chance to shop on the site and use the products, don't forget to send us pictures. Ooh. And by us, I mean hit that with look at Dustin on the Instagram, the Twitter. Send all the pictures of the Mac Weldons to him. And not me. Do whatever you want to do. I just want to insert really quickly that the reason that the brand is called Mac Weldon is because it turns you into one. I actually got some as a result of my Mac Weldon underwear. Um, they were viewed and, and appreciated and liked. And so if you want to have sex... Order you some Mac Weldon items, some underwear. I'm telling you, it's a guaranteed go. Mac Weldon's comfortable That's for right. you and for everybody else. We love the products. We want you to enjoy them too and somebody to enjoy them on you. So go to MacWeldon.com and use promo code FRIENDZONE to save 20% on your order. Trust me, it's worth it. M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Promo code FRIENDZONE and save 20% on your order. That's a nice chunk. That's a fifth. 
A fifth is always a good thing in everything. Liquor, percentages off, percentages of. Your fifth is amendments. Fifth is always a good thing. So make sure you do that. Be second to none with Mac Weldon. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so I want to actually tie this topic, obviously, into the wellness segment so it can just, like, flow smoothly. And since we have you guys here, I think it's important, since this conversation is at the forefront, to figure out how we can be helpful, especially for the young guys listening that are coming up. So what advice, my first question is, what advice do you guys have for the kids that feel like they are performing at school and don't necessarily want to be beating nobody's ass? They don't want to be smoking weed. They don't want to be, you know, sleeping with all these girls, but they just feel this pressure to do so because it's what expect it's what's expected of them. What what can you tell them if they're listening or if you were in front of them? What would you say? Like, how can they reconcile that in themselves? I would tell them that real strength is fearlessness. And if you don't have any fear about anyone's interpretation of you, be however you are. On a petty note, I would also tell them that the girls that really, the guys that girls really get attracted enough to to, like, have sex with are the guys that they feel are unaffected by their surroundings and are cooler than what's going on around them. Girls at that point in their lives see guys that are, like, cooler than the environment, and those are the ones that they run to and take it off. So if that's your goal, that's how to be. Outside of that, you'll be a better person in general. So that's what I would say. I would say I think that uh, in my adult life I'm learning the lesson that people just really attach themselves to individuality. As long as you spend time working on yourself and figuring out what's good for you, um, you're going to have a great life. If you need somebody to talk to, find somebody to talk to. Um, if you don't feel comfortable with a parent, go to a counselor, start a journal. Any way that you can express yourself is going to help you become a better you. Um, if you're a man struggling with masculine, masculinity, femininity, any of these terms, any of these things, the Internet is vast and wide. But at the same time, don't forget that you do still need that people connection every now and then. So, again, if you can't talk to your parents, just find somebody to talk to. It's just going to help you a lot to get a lot off your chest. And once you start expressing yourself or take the time out to do that, that reflection is going to just take you farther than you can ever go. So make sure you're doing the work for yourself. What um, about you, Tex? <laughs> nobody that cares about what you care about cares about you. You understand? And mm -hmm. that's it. If they don't care about what you care about, you keep it moving. And you find people that care about the things that you care about. And this goes for a lot of things yeah. in life from support. I deal with a lot of artists and I wake up in the morning and the first thing they're doing is crying about support. Nobody supports me. I find people that do. That's it. It's that easy. Like, I had a live show in New York and a girl from my neighborhood was like, I only seen six people in here from the hood. I said... What the fuck do I even need six people from the hood for if I got four hundred and ninety four other ones? Exactly. <laughs> right. Like and I had to like listen, what are you looking for that for? You deal with the people that deal with you. Exactly. And that's it. Exactly. But what about if they cause you know, in the doc you were seeing the kids were saying like I I couldn't find uh other men that were comfortable you being find intimate. Yourself. You gotta you know you know, I feel like the the strongest people know how to be alone. True. You know, True. Um, I have a couple friends, and they, like, cannot move without 
being with somebody, a crowd, and like I'm a loner and I'm cool with being a loner. Same here. You know what I mean? Like I like rolling by myself. I like watching movies by myself. Me too. I like being by myself a lot. Like even like like I know like when I like live with a girl, like I have to have a house and I have to have my own room where I could be by myself. For you. I just need that peace of mind. And I feel like that's what a lot of people need. They need to learn that they don't need other people. And when you don't need other people, like you got a, such a fulfillment within yourself. Like, I don't need nobody for nothing. Like, I know how to wipe my own ass, right? <laughs> I can have sex with myself. You know what I mean? You got seamless. What the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> what do I need these niggas for? So, yeah, that's basically what it is, man. You just got to learn to love yourself and learn to not need. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's, I like it's, it's really a sport to learn and not need. And when you, when you learn it, you're going to know. And you're going to be very happy, I promise you. Right. And my second question would be, what advice do you guys have for the single moms that are raising sons? What can they do to to create not only a space where there's healthy masculinity being discussed and, you know, programmed, but also just what's, what should they be asking? What are the questions? What should they be saying? What should they be trying to figure out? Like, how do they create an environment that will create healthy men? Drop them off in Brownsville. <laughs> Mother Gaston and Rockaway with six chains on. <laughs> oh if they make it back... <laughs> Put them in the boxing. This ghetto ass <laughs> Hunger Games. <laughs> God damn. Ghetto God damn. I'm not making it. I'm telling you. Yeah, that sounds like the show. I'm, I'm rude to the bullshit. I'm out on that. You dropped me off in Brownsville at, at the tender age of eight Yo, or some shit. With six chains, though. I'm not making it. Six chains and some Jordans. Yo. I don't know. Shit. All I can say is be honest. That's it. Be as honest as you can. Ask your kid how they're feeling, and then don't try to read, don't try to even just. I would keep it as organic as possible. Don't even try to do That's it a it. certain way organic to make it whatever. Yeah, just uh, just, just go according me. to whatever is going on in that moment. If they and encourage them to always be able to tell you how they feel about stuff, because that way you can catch the problems and try to fix the ones that you can. Absolutely. And don't approach it as how am I going to raise this boy? Just raise your kid. You second guessing yourself mm-hmm. and your parenting unaware you're not aware of the fact that you're doing that but you are when you question like how am i gonna raise this boy or whatever use your instinct to protect as a parent it's natural Mm -hmm. just raise your kid that's all you got to do case by case whatever is going on because shit is gonna happen period whatever's going on just be a raise them being a problem solver that's what i'll say Mm -hmm. well said yeah, I got to piggyback off of that, honestly. I mean, just raise your kid. I can remember, be, just be a present parent, you know? Be there as a soundboard. Like, if your kids just want to talk, listen to your kids. You don't have to solve everything. And half the shit you ain't going to be able to solve for your kids. So if you can, at the very least, sit down, take the time out to listen, maybe help your child ask questions or answer questions that they didn't even know that they had, you know? Just take the time out to do that. Um, be present and be yourself. I can always remember my mom being herself. Being yourself encourages your child to be themselves, so do that. Yeah, give your kids a pistol. (laughs) (laughs) If if that's you being yourself, (laughs) give them the pistol. And my my final question (laughs) for the wellness segment, now I'm thinking of grown men. (laughs) No, (laughs) grown men that already, 
you know, like Tax was saying, you get institutionalized almost and it's hard to break out of who you've always been, who people have always tried to make you be and just your surroundings. You know, environmental factors affect what you think, how you see the world. So now the grown men, the fathers, men who are friends, men as boyfriends, as husbands, what advice do you have for them? How do they, starting today, say, okay, I'm going to try to open up. Like, how do you even do that? What are the steps? I want to give a quick story on that, man. Mm-hmm. One of the dudes that, like, raised me in the street, this nigga's a whole gangster, old man, like, dangerous. And his son, he doesn't know if his son is gay or not. Wow. And he said on Facebook a couple weeks ago, I don't know what popped up about gay people or somebody slandered gay people and he gave this big speech and I'm reading it and it's like basically saying like how you shouldn't come at gay people or whatever. And then he says at the like the last sentence of it, like, I don't even know if my son is gay or not. You know what I mean? Now, this has been a question that's been going on, you know, for a long time. Like, right. yo, is his son gay? Like, you know what I mean? He's mad feminine or whatever. And to hear him say that shit, like stand up and say that, I realized that he hadn't reached a point of freedom because I've heard these niggas talk before. Like, if my son was to pop up gay, he's dead. And right. you know what I mean? It expanded and his consciousness. I remember having this conversation with people like, son, I'm not killing my son. I don't give a fuck what the fuck he did. Like, I'm not doing that. My son is mine. Like, I don't care what that nigga choose to do in life. If he choose to kill people, cops, he chose to do it. I'm not going against the nigga. I don't give a fuck. That's my kid. So when I seen him write that shit, that shit was like the biggest. Made you respect him even more. It was like, you don't even know. Like, because I've known this nigga since I was, I'm like, holy shit. Like, he had to reach a point in his brain Mm -hmm. that, like, really switched where he, like, really understands the earth more. The, The empathy kicked in. Yeah, and that's yeah. The, that's something that like we were saying, all the feminine the feminine qualities that are repressed in you guys, even something like empathy. His son could be gay. But that shit made me love him more because I really thought that if that was to happen, he would disown his son. Right. You know what I mean? So when I seen him write that, I was like, wow, man, like. That shit really fucked my head up. And that's like, next level fearlessness. And that's the that shit is. I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, especially when you're somebody who's respected for literally being an OG. Yeah. Like, to be able to say that shit. And, and to me, like, that's old school. Like, that's how you get them. Because not only did he make that statement and declare, you know, what he thought was better for the community of people that respect his word, he also let them know on a petty note. Because you know it always come back to that. And I know you niggas been talking shit about my son. Exactly. And I'm woke. <laughs> I don't even know if he gay. And even if he is, bitch, it don't mean shit to me. Yeah. And y'all ain't finna give me. Like, like to me, he called it That's out. That's what it was. It, it was, was a like, call into the carpet. Nigga, like, like I, I know talking. what y'all saying. Yeah. Right. And it's still all good. So now what? So to me, like, that's just that Powerful. elevates the respect more than you even knew you could. Right. So. So how do they, so how do, how do men... Let's say he reached that level of consciousness because of his son. Yeah. I think we need more people like him and me. See, because being honest. Because if 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 we not if we don't speak up on it, see, it's a whole bunch of things. Like right now, I've been like doing this whole rally in the hood and like speaking to people about being in gangs, like the shit is whack. And 
they need to hear it from a nigga like me because, see, I'm not a nigga that just was in the gang. Right. I was the most active nigga in the gang. Right. You know, that's the difference. That's why when people, like, hear me talking, they be like, oh, well, you act like you was. I'm like, well, I was. Like, seriously. <laughs> I'm not lying. Like, you go find out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's people like us. We the only people that could really change that in people's head because they not going to listen to nobody else. Exactly. If they hear us, the dudes that really was active and doing things, and we like, nigga, that shit is corny. Then they be like, oh, all right, it's corny. Because the thing is, a lot of these dudes don't have teachers. Right. Their teacher was not right. Their master was not right. Their parents, whoever it might have been, didn't teach them the way. Exactly. So as long as they master or they teacher, whoever they look up to tells them, they rabbi says, nah, that's not the way, then they it trickles down. And they say that's not the way because what I've learned in life is that everybody is not a leader. I've definitely tried to put everybody in a leader role and everybody's just not a leader. Some people got to follow. So you just got to put the word out and let it trickle down. And that's just how it works. Yep. Like right now, I had dudes, dudes hit me in the hood like, yo, you be, you be talking up for them gay niggas. I was like, my nigga, what's your issue? Right. Yeah. Why, why is that bothering you? Like, so yeah, much? why is it bothering you, my right. nigga? That does not affect you. Like, mm-hmm. it's nothing that nobody else do on this planet that affects me. Nothing. So That's why real the to fuck me. would I give a fuck about who you have sex with? Anything. Who you drink water with, who live with you, it don't matter to me. It doesn't affect me. Right. So I had to come to that conclusion alone to really be like, oh shit, I be but what the fuck I even cared about that for? So I think it all comes to education and who you teach and how you teach and who's the teacher. Yeah. But what if they don't have these people around them? Shit. Where, where do they get that consciousness? Especially men in relationships. Like I've said, I've, I've dated men that were such awesome people, but they would not let me in. That's me. They couldn't. And it, it, it and took they me a long to. time to get here to be like, I want, you know, to... I'm I'm not that type of person. I don't trust people. Right. I don't, you know what I mean? And, and a lot of mommy issues. I speak so much that people don't realize I'll never speak about myself. <laughs> True. You know what I mean? So, like, people are watching. They'd be like, oh, you always tweeting. You always this. They think they know everything about me. But when they really start thinking about it, they don't know uh-huh. shit. All they know True. is all they know is whatever your opinion was on the topic of conversation. Exactly. And that's one of the oldest tricks in the book. <laughs> that that and I know, see, text. Cause y'all know I'm from Flint, <laughs> from Michigan. OG. You know what I'm saying? I was raised by the OGs too. Mm-hmm. That's the number one rule. Tell them how you feel about that. Don't tell them about what you've been through. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. Niggas think they know you because they know how you feel about shit, exactly. but they don't know your history or nothing about you really, but when they think about it. Right. So I'd like <laughs> oh, you Real guys, shit. this is one of our best fucking episodes. <laughs> I love this shit, man. And you know I what? love this. And you know what? Because of this. Um, I challenge everyone out there, whether you're a man or if you have male friends, uh, to sit down and talk with a male and express in a very platonic and safe way that you love them. If you can sit down and do that as a female to a male or as a male to another male or as a female to a male and challenge them to do it to another male, I think it's just one little small chip in the paint to really get this going. I totally agree. Remember when that picture came out with Michael B. Jordan? And I think it was the director of, what was that yes, fight movie? Yes, they were kind of like hugging each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was the no homo. And what is this? And it was like this fear of intimacy. And I thought, <laughs> I thought it was a really beautiful, powerful picture because it just showed two men who clearly established a connection. 
they're creatives, they're successful. Mm-hmm. Maybe who knows what they went through Niggas making that act movie. Like you can't love a nigga like right. Yeah. I just seen my man's son on on Facebook the other day and started crying because I missed the nigga. He locked up. Like I missed my man. I seen his son and I'm like, holy shit! His son looks so much like him. And, that's and okay. I shed a tear. Right. I ain't tell a bitch ass nigga because he keep getting on my nerves, but. Like, I, I spoke to the nigga the other day. I'm trying, I was like, yo, I seen your son, man. Y'all niggas look so so much alike. But I ain't tell a nigga I shed a tear. I really shed a tear because I missed the nigga. But I'm like, I would have said that shit to somebody and they would have been like, what the fuck? Right. You know what I mean? It's like, nigga, you got to relax. I like, think we just all have to take strides to, like, do that more. And I, and there was a conversation on Twitter. Like said. Yeah, there was a conversation on Twitter. And I, I even said at that point, like, it's so hard for men to just express love for one another, even as, like, as a gay man, it was hard to say, I platonically love another man because, like, ain't you gay? So when you say you love him, do you mean it's yeah, like. Yeah, and even that fear of like, being friends no. with a like, gay man, like. The nigga's cool as hell. We're like brothers yeah. and shit. Like, I want to love this nigga, like, as a part of my life in a platonic, cool ass way. Energy is energy. Energy is energy. And I'm people, not going to lie, I'm still new to a lot of gay stuff. So, like, my, my graphic designer is gay, but I didn't know, right? So, like, I was like, yo, because he kept saying, yo, my fiance put me on to your show. So I'm automatically thinking it's a, a woman. woman. yeah. So I'm like, yo, I want to send you and your fiance some merch for free and shit. Know what I mean? He's like, no, my husband. And like when I read it, I was like, what your husband? Like, <laughs> what you mean? Like, and I had to catch myself like. Right, right. The programming slipped yeah. out. That easy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But. It really, like, when I first read it, it fucked me it was, up. It was, <laughs> it was jarring. It was yeah. jarring for you but when you, you first have, read but it. But you have a process now. No, no, yeah, Yeah, I where you're like, okay, it hit me, but then it's like, let me just think this through. And, and I, think I met that's the, the niggas. The niggas came to New York and shit. They met up with me in the bottom. Niggas, the coolest niggas ever. Like, yeah. and, that's the, and that's Word. the process I think is important for men to try to have. Yes, I get it. And, and impact is going to make you feel a way, but then learn to break it back and be like, what does this even mean, though? Right. Yeah. And that's the process that's missing. You, you taught to you're taught that this shit is a felony. So right. r- seriously, so when you hear it, it's like, whoa, boom. No, I don't want no parts. Yep. What you doing? Get me out of here. And then it's like, my nigga, this shit ain't even that serious. So we was just taught wrong. Like right. seriously. Cause I don't give a fuck. Like I keep telling I, I be I've been having this conversation. I had this conversation with dudes that got legal jobs. They were on Facebook, a dude that I grew up with. He must have gotten to something with his gay lover, and the dude posted him sucking dick up on Instagram. Oh, wow. And Damn. So everybody in the neighborhood now is like, oh, my God, Sonny's gay. Wow. Or whatever the fuck might be. And it was dudes writing, we going to kill you when you get back to the hood. And I had to so write, what, what the fuck are you going to kill this nigga for? What did he do to you? Right. And I had to really tell, break it tell, down. Didn't them. tell them first. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted their PC on the back. No, okay. Nah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. I've been cracking jokes about it and shit like on Facebook. Like, yo, Sonny sucked your dick. Like this post. But, like, I had to really, I had to really talk to these dudes and, and like tell them like, yo, listen, my nigga, seriously, why do you want to kill Sonny? What niggas does it mean like, to you? Yo, cause the nigga was gay the whole time. And uh why do you want to kill Sonny, my nigga? Right. And I had to really break it down. Now niggas have understood and they've come to understand. I'm like, my nigga, you want to kill that nigga cause he have sex with men? Yeah. Why do you care? They just hear the word. It's just the word gay is one thing. And yeah, then they and grow like, up and they see and this that is it dudes means something. that got mad good jobs and they writing this on Facebook. I said, nigga, you're gonna lose your job. Yeah. Somebody's in C, you're gone. Screenshot. You're gone. Yeah. And I'm being smart. 
because you mad at this nigga for how he have sex. Well, yeah. on a more positive note, <laughs> at least we know that it's people in place mm -hmm. to open up the dialogue and have the conversation that's necessary and Definitely. needed to be had. So thank you, Tax, for that. Thank also, you for being, thank you for being, so being on our show, man. Too, yes. Right? yes. Thank you so much thank for that. We're actually going to omit. That's why I love Tax. He's a shock to the system. He's just you know? real. Yeah, he's the glitch in the matrix. Ain't it crazy that being real is the shock to the system? Right? That's what's really Yo, you know what? That that right there is the gem. Yeah, it's crazy. The, the true glitch in the matrix is being authentic. That's it. It is. And that's what yeah. makes you the leader of the pack. That's why I watch The Real, because it's called The Real. And they kind of funny during the girl chat part, but I'm strong enough in my masculinity <laughs> to admit <laughs> that I, I like watching girl chat on The Real. And Niggas need to right. be The Real. Be The Real. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? That's all you need to do. The Real. The Real. This is an amazing episode. Thank you, Tax, for joining us and being cool to open Thank up. Thank you, niggas. Right? Tax, you're the shit. Thanks right? for coming on. Those, of you, those of you listening, hopefully this clicked. Don't be afraid to feel. That's what we're here for. And That's you it, guys you have guys. Me, right? So excited. This is a great episode. We're going to break barriers. Shout out to our sponsors, Mac Weldon. I love the products. I love Man. my pieces. Shout out to Bell. Shout out to Luke Craig. Hold on. I'm sorry. Really quick, because I know that y'all, we did the ads for the Mack Weldons and the Bevels, but them Mack Weldon underwear and shirts are comfortable as fuck. It's that Pima cotton. It's going to be bomb as hell for the summertime. Word. And then really for the last thing, I just want to go ahead. Make balls breathe. It does. <laughs> it does. It wicks away the moisture. They're the bomb. If you know a nigga that be having some wet drawers or something, you need to buy him some. <laughs> some of them tight ass drawers make your balls feel like they got <laughs> COPD <laughs> and shit. Uh, don't forget, saying? don't forget our, our homeboys over at Fan Bros. B Ben Hameen, aka DJ oh, Ben. Right. Right. ben. Uh, the world book. is yours. His children's book. It's almost. It's halfway uh, sponsored. So don't forget to look at the information in the SoundCloud for that. Um, if you just pay twenty twenty five bucks, you'll get a copy of the book, and it might be even signed. So do that. Support him. Black. And that's yes. another thing. Things. Support each other. Support yeah, each other. You, DJ, Come on ben now. <laughs> <laughs> we got Samir don't standing be here. To support each other. That means we got to go ahead and get going. Thank right. you for listening to the. Friend zone. We Thanks love again, you guys. Thanks, Thanks, Thank you guys. Listen to Texas podcast. Text on text Tax season. season comes out same days as ours. Last week's network in this bitch. We love you guys. Protect Wednesday. your magic. All right, talk to y'all later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.